the perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast with your hosts, Chip Patterson, Tom Fernelli, Danny Cannell, and Bud Elliott. It's your call for the best college football coverage from National Signing Day to the National Championship and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast. And welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Tom Fernelli. That's Bud Elliott. That's Danny Cannell. I'm Chip Patterson coming to you live at YouTube.com slash Cover 3 and everywhere you get your podcasts on demand. Thanks for hanging out. Smash that subscribe. Smash the like. I'm going to say this again. Smash that like. No likes, no locks. Producer Jordan says we need 400. Let me see what y'all can do. All right, so it is Thursday. It is when we unveil our locks, 11 a.m. on a Thursday, the very best time of the week, every single week during the college football season. And as we discussed during Wednesday's Big Game Breakdown show, uh, this is just an absolutely loaded slate through and through. So we begin, like we always do, with a recap of the action. Get the likes up. No likes, no locks. But Elliot. Three and five week, the losses were Georgia minus 27 and a half, the Virginia Maryland under 48, Memphis minus 13 and a half against Navy, the Army UTSA under 45, and Alabama first half minus 20. The wins, Kansas State team total under 27 and a half, uh, Ohio State first half minus 16 and a half, and Louisville team total under 31. Uh, what are the notes? What are the big takeaways? Uh, now under 57% career on this show. So very, very pissed off about that. Again, all, all, all the wins were uh, basically correct and easy, and all the losses were just terrible, right? Like G- Georgia didn't come close. This is the second straight week, by the way, that I've had under in Virginia, uh, e- either on the show or just you know kind of on the stuff that didn't make the cut for the show. And they have fallen in a 14-0 hole both times, which is causing Maryland to play – like in a more pass happy manner than I think they normally would operate. And like, so you're jumped ahead 14, nothing, right? No, no, no. Yeah, I'm sorry. Ma- Ma- Maryland under two weeks in a row. Right. Like they, they, they got down 14, nothing to Charlotte and had right. to throw and play comeback mode. So if you're betting in under with a two touchdown or, you know, three touchdown favorite and they get down 14, nothing, your under is almost certainly cooked unless the quarterback gets hurt. Right. So yeah, super disappointing on that one. I mean, look, Army San Antonio closed, what, 42 when it was announced that Harris was out. I'd, I'd probably bet that again. Army went six for six on uh, on fourth downs, and we had a Hail Mary touchdown at the end of the first half. So 
Uh, yeah, and Bama looked like crap. We've talked about that. I feel like we've only done two other shows this week, but we've talked about it three times at least. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So all right, three and three and five week nineteen and seventeen on the season. Uh, I'm looking at a little four and four week. Been down bad for a little bit, but this is my kind of thing. Stat gets low, stat gets up. You finish even. You tip the dealer, and that's it. Four and four. Love where we're at. Uh, the losses were Kansas late night. Yikes. Against Nevada. Uh, barely squeaked out without an upset loss. Minus 28. Also lost a lock fight. Danny got a little too cocky. Chirped a little bit. Ended up taking a lock fight. L right there with Kansas State. Uh, also a loss on the South Carolina team total under 13 and a half. They had 14 at halftime. And Western Kentucky team total over 17 and a half. They didn't even get to 17. Oh, it was only 10 points for the entire game. The wins, Army plus nine and a half, uh, Air Force minus nine and a half, the Colorado, Colorado State over 60 and a half. Thank you, overtime. And Arizona minus 18. That one at least was a never in doubt. Four and four for the week, 10 and 19 for the season. Uh, Danny, a four and five week. The losses, uh, Georgia minus 27 and a half, Virginia, Maryland under 48. LSU at Mississippi State under 54 and a half. Uh, Pitt, my, Pitt plus three. Uh, Minnesota plus eight. The wins, Missouri plus three and a half in the aforementioned lock fight. Penn State, Illinois under 48 and a half. That's a solid one there. Minnesota, North Carolina under 51. Ohio, the wagon plus three and a half. DK, what do we think? I think our, our, our picks are kind of crap this year. Like, kind of like the way Florida, or excuse me, Georgia started off against South Carolina. Did you see Kirby at halftime? So here's what's going to happen. We're not going to scream and yell. We're just going to tell you what's going to happen. Bud's going to spray the board. He's going to put about 12 out there. He's going to win eight of them. Chip, you're going to come in about eight picks. You're going to win six of them. Tom, you're going to come in probably about 10 picks. You're going to win eight of them. I'm just going to hold the fort down. Not going to lose probably around 500, but that's what we're doing. We're going forward here, and we're going to take care of business. I, I, do, have <laughs> <picks>. <laughs> no breaks. I do have 10 picks. <laughs> uh, You're going to win eight of them. Let's thank go. Thank you. Hey, but uh, that's we're still 15 and 14 on the season, still holding strong right there. Uh, competition for one, it is between the Knoll boys. Tom, another uh, Tom was a four and four week. Uh, we got a loss on the Georgia, loss on Kansas, uh, loss on Memphis against Navy, and then on an island with the Florida team total under 26 and a half. The W's. Mississippi State team total under 22 and a half. The Michigan team total under 46 and a half. FIU believe in the Panthers plus seven. And then UMass Eastern Michigan under 51 and a half. Uh, Tom, what were the big takeaways? Uh, my biggest takeaway so far this year is that Lock Infinity and Lock Unity are taking an absolute beating. They're one in five on the season. If, if three or four of us agree, run the hell away or wait for the correction. Um, I, the only play last week that I really, truly felt bad about was the Georgia one. Just should have paid more attention to Georgia, not really firing all full cylinders and thinking that they were going to do that against South Carolina because they did it. And there's really no chance they were covering 27 and a half. Don't hate the Kansas play. I'd make it again. Kansas played really well in that game. They were far better than Nevada. They just yeah. didn't cover the spread, had some crazy stuff go after them in Memphis. You know, I didn't, I, I would make that play again too. So yeah, you know, four and four, whatever. Let's move on. Let's go eight and two this week, like Danny said. All right, fired up. Got got Coach DK ready to go. And I hope those likes are up. Keep getting them up, all right? All right, if you want the locks for the big games, got to get those likes up. But I, I don't want to waste anyone's time. We need to get into our board. And so I got to ask you, gentlemen, are you all ready to lock it up? 
I suppose. Are, are the likes since 2005. The under in games between service academies is 40 9 and 1. Give me an over in this one as well. A little two for one special. Get these locks. I was a sicko last week. Y'all were watching the good games. I was live betting a hell out of ULM, Kentucky. My blue plate special five star locks are coming. Five star master lock. Lock it you up. Love these locks. I'm, I'm, I'm living and dying every, every point, every cover. Always love seeing the little man in the locking chair right there at the end. And if you listen, we so many people listen to these episodes. I, I just come and join us, youtube.com slash cover three, hit the subscribe and at least watch it for uh, that fantastic intro that we've got on the show. All right. We start with the early bird of action so that if you want a piece, you can come get a piece. Thursday, Georgia State, Coastal Carolina is the lone game. Anyone got a lock in this fun belt action? I'm not locking it up, but my Twitter tip of the day is Georgia State plus seven. But the fact that I'm not locking it up, again, another listener and viewer, you know, exclusive, should tell you something. Like you're making a Twitter tip because you absolutely have to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they will. Uh, curious to see what's up with Coastal Carolina here. You know, it's been a, we're, we're trying to get our Tim Beck temperature, right? And I'm not quite sure I'm dialed in yet. And, and this Luke is not warm. in, what? Lukewarm? Um, I just I don't have don't have a good feel for it, right? Need to, going, need to, going back to last to yesterday's episode, but like we were talking about NC State's run game the last few years just being ass. Guess how Coastal Carolina's run game is this year? Oh, it it's not very good. Ass. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. is what is the common denominator between NC State and Coastal this year? Yeah, that would that would be Tim Beck. Um, uh, Georgia State off to a three and zero start under Sean Elliott, but this is not in the TED. And remember, you do not walk into the TED. I think you're just going to walk out with a win. All right, Friday's action. Wisconsin, Purdue, uh, NC State, UVA, Boise State, San Diego State, and Air Force, San Jose State. Who's got any Friday night locks? I've got a couple. I love it. I got one. Let's go to, let's go to uh, Purdue. I'm going to go ahead and take what's the best I can get here. Uh, Circa's got 53. Give me the over 53 in Wisconsin, Purdue. Uh, I think both these teams want to pace it if they can. Uh, I know there's some people I respect on the other side of this, but I, I just think, you know, pretty good chance one team scores 35-ish. Uh, Cuse last week, very curious about it. I don't know if you guys watched that or, or, or box scored it. You know, Schrader ran 25 times mm-hmm. against Purdue. Like, what is going on with, with, with Syracuse's passing game that he has to run the ball 25x? Well, Gadsden's gone. Yeah. And so you've like lost your best weapon. I, I kind of thought, you know, this was a team that had to replace Sean Tucker, an NFL running back. Yeah. I've looked at the first three games as, you know, it's good that they still have the system in place under Jason Beck where you're, you're utilizing Schrader's legs and also getting some good production out of the running back. I mean, it's a little one-dimensional, sure, but yeah. I think it's working. So go, go ahead and give me the over on that. Anybody else? Yeah. Maybe we've been too cordial on here. Maybe that's the problem. You gonna fight me? Yeah, you said so, you had people fight, that respect you. So fight, finally, I'm, I'm hoping there's some respect there. Uh, you mentioned it. Gatson going down. Schrader running the football. I think this kind of has an ugly Big Ten, more of a feel to it. I also am not, uh, you know, 100 convinced Tanner Mordecai on the road is going to be able to put up too much of a aerial attack against them. I think they could struggle to run the football. So uh, I'll take the under. What can I get? Can I? What's the highest I get? Yeah. 53 and a half? Yeah. All right. No, there's 54 and a half, too. This is all over the board 
Oh, there is at Bet Online. Oh. All right. Let's Chris, go for the I middle, boys. 54. Let's go. Ryzen. We can yeah. both win this sucker. Let's go. Let's middle uh, this thing. All right. Any any no no love for the Brendan Armstrong bowl? Oh, I'm getting there. Okay. <laughs> Sick. Now, I did find a fun stat today. So Anthony Calandria, who I'm not even sure is going to start for UVA, but he has been absolutely like the most Rex Grossman effort. I'm going deep quarterback in the country. He's 80th in attempts and four and fourth, fourth in attempts of more than 20 yards in the air, which is absurd to do that behind UVA's offensive line and with that receiving court. Like it, it, he's he's a total chaos agent for sure. And, and, and I've I've lost money uh, because of him the last two weeks. I think UVA wants to get back to normalcy because he did throw three picks in three straight throws last week, and it seemed like the clock finally struck midnight. So go ahead, and, and both safeties are out for UVA, right? Uh, they've got some linebacker problems. I do think that Robert and I's offense can mess with, with, with those guys and create some open throws for Brennan Armstrong. Hopefully he can hit some and or run around a little bit. And if it is Calandria, I do think that's hard to read NC State's defense. It State has good corners. Can you? Can this kid really do this again? I mean, it, it's it's been amazing to watch, but I, I'm going to bet that he can't do it again or that he won't start. So what's the play? Minus we'll nine and a half. Yeah. Oh, okay. Nervy, uh, not to go all locals only here, but Nervy set for the big four. You know, NC State, Very. Carolina, Wake Forest against Georgia Tech. Eesh. Um, and then Duke having to, you know, go in a trap game right before Notre Dame up to UConn. It's like everybody's in a spot where there's a no-win situation. If you lose, it's disaster. And if you win, it's like, okay. What you talking this. about? This is this is not your father's ACC. This is the new era, baby. This is the year we're four and one against the SEC. Come on, <laughs> come no on. This, this is the Cal Stanford ACC we're That's talking right. about. Don't That's right. That's right. And don't pay any attention to Pitt or Boston College or, yeah. you know, all those other Georgia Tech. Yeah. Back to Calandria. He is like one of my favorite guys to watch. And he also has the highest whoopsie daisy rate of all qualified passers so far this season because Jeff Sims didn't play last week and is no longer qualified. Uh, the crazy thing about Calandria is he's only played like half the snaps to be yeah. fourth in the nation. And in he's thrown like a billion in 20 yard passes. When he's played like half of UVA snaps, he didn't start against Tennessee. Is is pretty incredible. If for those who watched that game against Maryland last week, it was just absolute pure entertainment watching him run around and just chuck the ball every time. And he's like five hundred. <laughs> yes, it was jackpot. Yeah. Uh, our friends from Sportsline offering a little player prop if you want to get in on that. Uh, they agree on NC State minus nine and a half. Brennan Armstrong over 34 and a half rushing yards. I like that. Yeah. That is, is it, he, he doesn't see anything because the wide receivers aren't open. He just tucks it, lowers his head, and tries to barrel over uh, 19-year-olds because he's 32. Uh, anything else from Friday? Maybe later. Okay. Mm-hmm. You gonna jump on the other side of Boise or Air Force? A couple of Mountain West title contenders in tricky spots on the road. There are four games on Friday. I might have a play for one of them at the end of the show. We'll see. Okay, okay. Coming up on the other side, we start our Saturday breakdowns with some of the biggest games of the day: Florida State, Clemson, Alabama, Ole Miss, Colorado, Oregon, Ohio State, Notre Dame, and Penn State, Iowa. Breakdowns, locks, picks, and of course our entire board and money line sprinkles. Next. 
Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. Well, we want to welcome a new show to the CBS Sports Podcast Network, and this one is going to be a banger. Kicking It is a new weekly podcast featuring hosts Kate Abdo, Clint Dempsey, Charlie Davies, and Moa Dew. Uh, listen as they connect with the biggest personalities from the soccer world and beyond, including episode one, which is out with the legendary Thierry Henry. Hear unfiltered conversations with the game's most familiar faces that take you beyond the pitch. So what are you waiting for? Kick it with the crew and download Kicking It on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else podcasts are found. Best of luck to Fiorentina as the Europa Conference League begins. Watch it on Paramount+. Plus. Go Villa. That's right. Uh, Florida State, Clemson, noon Eastern time in Death Valley. Knowles, short favorites, over under 55, 56, somewhere around there. Does anybody have a lock? No. I got one. Oh, ah, yeah, 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 okay, okay. Give me the under. Hmm. I think this game, it's noon. Typically, you see a little more of a sluggish start. I do think Florida State's going to try to establish the run. They do have the firepower on the outside. I do think Clemson is going to struggle even more specifically. You know, with Cade Klubnik, we've seen the issues they've had. I know they feel like they've got things fixed somewhat. I think this could be a little bit more of a bloodbath. I kind of... I'll take the total game. I was looking at the half, maybe doing first half and thinking mm. possibly it opens up late, but I'll just stay on the I'll stay on the entirety of the game. 55 and a half under. I'm not locking anything up for the show, but I did take Clemson plus two and a half earlier this week. I think any result, any result except like a Clemson blowout win, I would mm-hmm. believe. I would believe Florida State big. I would believe Florida State close. I would believe Clemson close. And I've I got no clue. I mean, it kind of depends on, you know, whether or not uh, whether or not Clemson's defense is able to force turnovers, whether or not Clemson's defense is able to set up Cade Klubnik with short fields. They've got they got some dogs that are going to be chasing after Jordan Travis in this game. He cannot be loose with the ball, or else it could get problematic. But Florida State's been the better team this year, so I, I get it. 
Uh, all right, let's. Bud? Any thoughts, bud? Yeah. Uh, give all me right. over twenty-seven and a half team total. Florida State. Yeah. I, I doesn't look like they schemed up a whole lot of stuff the last two weeks. I, I I would expect them to to be able to create some explosives. I I, I don't know that they're a slam dunk to win the game, but in in games like this with the firepower they have, I I do see them being able to get you know pretty close to thirty. So. What's uh, Ingram the chicken farmer say? He also picked FSU 3524. Okay. I went uh I went um uh 3127. You know, um last week chip, you kind of irritated me with the Kansas State Missouri discussion, you know, feeling pretty good, so I had to hop on his you know, our buddy Tom, just kind of the way he just casually threw that out there. You know, well, you know, <laughs> early in the week I jumped on Clemson plus two and a half. People want a lock. I'm going to give them a lock. Give me Florida State laying two and a half. Come on. Right. I can get, get you two. two. You can get, I can two. get you two. I don't need it. Uh, but so I'll after, it. I, after I put that big bet on Clemson plus two and a half, the line moved. So <laughs> so do you want to throw it on this lock? You want to make it a fight? No. no okay. He's scared. Discipline. Scared. Okay. No, I've just got I've got 10 better plays. <laughs> That's right. You got to stick to the number. Um, then at 3.30 p.m. Eastern time, the first of a double header on CBS. It is Ole Miss traveling to Alabama, a game that we have discussed. Like, like Bud mentioned, we've only had two shows. We've been talking about Alabama like three times already. So as we're sitting here, things are starting to move in Ole Miss's direction. Is this head fake city? I don't know. Alabama minus six and a half at some places over under around 55 and a half. Who's got a lock? Well, uh, the dentist does. I knew oh, that was coming. Let's hear the we dentist. First. We get, we have two paragraphs worth of information today, but we do not have we do not have paragraph breaks. So uh, the, the, the dentist <laughs> needs an editor. Uh, I'll try to get through this. Still can't believe we lost old Miss Georgia Tech under man. Me and you too, buddy. Uh, with ten three score at half. Oh well. Here are my thoughts for Lane Kiffin Super Bowl. I hope this is not like bad because I have not read this yet. Uh, I've seen this line fall to six and a half, which means a little too low to me. I know Alabama is still having problems at quarterback. But this line is lower than the Texas line a few weeks ago, which I believe closed seven. And I do not think Ole Miss is a half point better than Texas. Lane has spent all week poking at Saban again, which I think can only work to his detriment. And I also think he presses uh, too hard to win against Bama because he wants to win this game so badly. I think it causes him to make mistakes he otherwise would not make. Ole Miss has beaten Alabama exactly two times in my life in Tuscaloosa, 88 and 15. And I don't think it bodes well that everyone is talking about Bama being dead. I still think Bama defense is perfectly capable of stopping Ole Miss offense, who relies heavily on quarterback runs, and top three pass catchers for Ole Miss are banged up. The smart play here is Bama minus six in the hook. Tooth lock. Wow, he's turning his back on his own team. Man, right? So you know, I don't trust that guy when he gives me the gas. <laughs> lane, lane pressing is one of the reasons uh, why I do want – I do think that – He's going to have a script. I don't think we're going to see 28 nothing. Though, if it was 28 to nothing out the gate, this one would still cash. I'm going Alabama Ole Miss first half over 27 and a half. I think that our first 15 for uh, for Ole Miss probably includes some shot plays. I think that, you know, I don't know if we'll see the, the play card fly up into the air at the bottom of the screen, but that's the, the notion that I'm getting is that with all the familiarity between these two teams, yes, it is possible that, you know, you could be looking at overall by the end of the game an under once the adjustments are in, 
But I also think that given the way that Ole Miss has played, uh, given sort of what's going on at Alabama, Alabama offensively, clearly you upgrade with Jalen Milrow from where they were last week with Buckner and Simpson. So, yeah, I, I think both these offenses are going to be able to get out and, and score some early. Then maybe the game settles down. So I'll take first half over 27 and a half. I told you yesterday I'm taking the first quarter team total over on Ole Miss. Just waiting for it to get posted. We'll see what it is. I want to see more of Bama, what they do with Milrow now. Like before, I because I, I like, but as cocky as Lane's been, I feel like maybe there were some issues in the line. Maybe the offensive line wasn't trying as hard. I definitely think the issue wasn't Milrow alone and the, that he's the guy. Now that they design a system more specific to him, hopefully you would think, that Bama could come out and have one of those establish themselves type of games like, hey, you're still Ole Miss, we're Bama, but I got to see it first. I'm not going to take either side. I mean, it's it, it's somewhat problematic that the way that you expose Ole Miss's defense is by picking on the secondary. Right. But, but that is a weakness, right? Mm-hmm. So if they can scheme it up, if they can create those kind of plays where they know they're going to be able to get, um, you know, Ja'Cory Brooks, Jermaine Burton, get somebody behind the defense for an explosive play, Milrow's got a big arm, you know, it's – Mostly what the intermediate stuff that we seem to be concerned about. So singles and doubles can't hit them. Give me, give me full game under. Okay. 55 and a half. Thread the needle. Let's go. Yeah. I, I, I think both defensive lines are, are better than, than both opposing offensive lines. Um, I'm skeptical that these guys play for Ole Miss, and I'm more skeptical that they, that they play well. Like Ole Miss, I know they got pre scoring back in practice this week, but. Has he blocked anybody in a month? Because like they wanted him. I know they were super excited about him to be the blocker to free up Michael Trigg. I mean, this is his first game back off off surgery, right? We'll we'll see. Harrison Franklin. I mean, Franklin hadn't played a game for him yet this year. He barely has practiced with the team. So, you know, just just thinking here. I, I full game under fifty five and a half. All right. Uh, also at 3.30 p.m. Eastern time, you can see the Coach Prime show continues as Colorado hits the road to go play in Eugene against Bo Nix and the Oregon Ducks. Right here, we're looking at, what, 20 and a half, 21 or so, and a total of 69 and a half. Does anybody have a play for Oregon, Colorado? I do. All right. Oregon team total over 45 and a half. I just don't think Colorado's going to get stops. It might is it bud check is it up to 46 and a half cuz I got it 45 and a half yesterday. I saw 46 and a half because I whatever it is I want with you. <laughs> so go ahead and let the children sing. Um there's 45 and a half at, at DraftKings. Yep, that's where I got it. Sides. I got it at minus 105 yesterday. Nice. Yeah, I just it's we talked about it during the big game breakdown yesterday. Oregon's offensive line and offense in general have been very good. They don't get greedy. They don't try to do too much. They keep, you know, they take what's there and then they get yards after the catch. Colorado's defense does not get any kind of pressure. They have not been, you know, they they turned over Nebraska a lot, but you say it like it's a bad thing. (laughs) Why you hating? (laughs) <laughs> they they turned over Nebraska a lot, but that was Jeff Sims. That wasn't, you know, it's Bo Nix. Maybe he used to be Jeff Sims, but Bo Nix at Oregon is not the same Bo Nix that you saw at Auburn. He's a much better player. He's playing in a system that's much better suited to him. 
And Oregon is just a very good team. Now, I don't want to take them to cover the spread because even without Travis Hunter, I still think Colorado will be able to get some points in this game. But the fact that Travis Hunter is not playing also only leads to me being more confident in Oregon being able to score points because he's not just the best player on Colorado's offense. He's the best player on their defense, too. So, yeah. I got locks. Locks. Plural. <laughs> I mean, I, no, I won't I won't do it because I have Tom's. I want the same one as Tom. But, like, I wanted to run to this one and take first quarter minus 6.5 for Oregon, halftime minus 13.5 for Oregon, total the game minus 20.5. I will just take the game. I'll just take lay the 20 and a half. By the way, if I'm wrong, like if I lose and it's, you know, they win by 18, something like that, I'm not going to be that upset. But if it's an outright upset or a three-point game, I will never touch another Colorado bet this season. (laughs) Like I promise you, and you guys better hold me to it. I feel great about it. Dan Lanning's comments yesterday when he kind of asked about the comments before and he's, you. I thought you saw a glimmer in his eye that was like, he, he kind of feel like he kind of wanted to t- say a little something, but he didn't. But he didn't back down either. I think he knows. He's watching game film. I think he knows exactly what's going to go down in this game. And like we talked about in the big game breakdown, I think the trenches are where this game is won and lost. I think Oregon has a significant advantage. Lamb. I also want to be clear that I will not be taking half a gummy and putting ten grand on this game. <laughs> <laughs> the what? My God, doggy, the mad dog. <laughs> Oh, in his shorts and t-shirt. Way too much information. So it's a it's a it's an early cocktail and half a gummy for the noon slate. And yeah. then right before 3:30 starts, it's the other half a gummy and call your proxy <laughs> to go lay 10 G's on the buffs. <laughs> yeah. Here's the problem. If the I take gummies priest. while watching, but when we come to do the reaction show at the end of that, I won't have any idea what I saw. I'll have forgotten every single thing by that point. <laughs> well, listen, that's he that's where Mad Dog wants to be. He wants to be soaring on the wings <laughs> yeah. of that afternoon. Oh, he will be. You know what's hilarious yeah, is I was on Mad Dog and that was like he used to talk about he's been talking about gummies for like two years mm-hmm. and that was like the first time that the world got to hear that version and it's hilarious to picture doggy you know just and he said slicing them having half and then taking them later hey, that, listen, that was imagine that's what he's like that is responsible okay <laughs> he's, he's trying to make sure that he can still have some focus on the game all right uh okay let's keep it moving 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, South Bend, Indiana. Notre Dame Stadium is where we get Ohio State and Notre Dame. We're still looking at threes here, right? And then uh, over under of 55 and a half. Anybody got a lock? I'll, I'll take I a do. Yeah. Oh. Go yeah. Ahead, Tom. Over 55 and a half. I think this game's going to be fun. I think that these are two very good defenses, yes, but I spent years on this show trying to will myself to bet on the defenses to keep those offenses in check, taking unders in these games. And I got smacked upside the head time and time again by the fact that elite playmakers on offense overcome defenses every single week. Ohio State has elite players at wide receiver. I think Notre Dame has an elite player at quarterback. I think they have a very good running back, and I think they have an elite offensive line. It is not going to be like last year's 21 to 10 game. It's not going to be like 45 to 42 either, but we're going to get eight touchdowns. So over 55 and a half. All right. Fight. Oh, fight, 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 fight. I mean, McCord, first time on the road against a good team. No disrespect to Indiana. Notre Dame's defenses look pretty damn good to me. 
I think they'll they'll make Ohio State prove it to see if they can run the football. I think Ohio State will, will make Notre Dame prove it to see if they, if they can throw the ball outside the numbers to those receivers who have looked better. We'll see if they're good enough. I'll, I'm willing to pay to see it. Give me the under. Irish, I'll take the points. Um, I think they win. Like my prediction, he was like, Chip, who wins the game? I, I think Notre Dame can pull this out. Uh, there is a lot of reliance on the ability for you know Marvin Harrison Jr. to to blow this game open, Emeka Buka to be able to you know hit those explosive plays, especially with an expectation that it might be lower scoring. If you've got like four explosive plays, that could end up being the game. But I think that Notre Dame is a a little bit more well rounded. I you know we say we know more about Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame knows knows more about itself. I think there's a lot of confidence. I think that that atmosphere is going to be awesome. And like Tom said, I I think it's going to be a really fun heavyweight style game. And there are enough outcomes, enough percentage of outcomes where Notre Dame wins that I think taking the three points is a, a pretty smart play. So, uh, yeah, I will take the Fighting Irish and I will take those points. Uh, Bud, what do you say we take Tom out in the back alley? <laughs> do it. <laughs> <We> just <laughs> Our fight. 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 I mean, we talked about we talked about this game yesterday, the big game breakdown. We're like, yeah, under, low scoring. We were all thought we were all on the same page. Remember last year with a much better quarterback, much more experienced quarterback, they were able to hold this offense in check. They only put up 21 points. I didn't see him going off there. I think Notre Dame's defense is going to be able to confuse Kyle McCord. I think they could possibly even pressure him with not having to blitz too much. So give me the under. The Have you seen back. some of the noise about the home field advantage for, or, or, or lack thereof for Notre Dame? There's been like a lot of like social media discussion That's been as the far case as for like, 25 years. Like that they 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 sell their tickets to Ohio State fans like they sold all their tickets to Georgia fans. Mm. Mm. That has been the case forever. I st- Notre Dame fans have never been rowdy. I I st- that Georgia atmosphere was still awesome. Like you you're talking about the yeah. home field advantage as if it's only one way. I I think that I foresee a situation where there was going to be some red in there to go with all the green and that it just it's like those the really really good. I know everybody hates on you know bowl games and playoff games or whatever, but the really good ones when it's just loud the entire time, you know, no matter like who's doing something good, it generally makes for some uh, some cool college football uh, environments. You mentioned before the Florida State Clemson game. Like, what would surprise you? Is there any outcome here that would surprise you? Uh, Notre Dame winning by fifty. Would surprise <laughs> all right like there are a lot of different outcomes like i don't think many of them would surprise i think that's what makes this game so great like and exciting yeah, i agree either yeah, one I, I, it's totally possible ohio state is absolutely boat racism like sure they have that kind of team but then the kyle kyle mccord against a good defense with inexperienced tackles you know notre dame mm-hmm. notre dame probably doesn't win 40 to 10 but notre dame could win this thing by 10 to 15 10 to 14 points something okay. like that yeah, I mean, I have a hard time seeing Ohio State kill them because I generally trust Sam Hartman. But I think if we pulled the tape, I probably said the last, I probably said the same thing last year against Louisville, and then Hartman had one of those games where he threw like a million picks. Well, he had so three picks against NC State too. Yeah, last like year it's, Finley. He's, it's in there. Yeah, he can. But you, you you hope that it doesn't come out. Right. Jim Knowles is going to try to spook him. That's yeah. like that is the game plan right there. Um, but I I'm I'm going to rock with uh. I'm going to rock with Sam Hartman. All right. Uh, last big game before we open up the card. It is 
the back end of that doubleheader, we head to Happy Valley, whiteout conditions as Iowa shows up to play Penn State. Uh, this is one of eight games between undefeated teams because the Hawkeyes, as banged up as they are, they are 3-0. and So anybody got to play. We got Penn State minus 15 over under around 40. No. Under. Yeah, don't yes. overthink it. Let yes. the children sing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the, the Penn State offensive line, like Iowa's defensive line has not been what we thought was something that we discussed. I still think that that Iowa defensive line and that defensive front is going to be able to cause some problems, and they are going up against a quarterback who, you know, much like our analysis and – the underplay for Illinois Penn State. Drew Aller's not a statue, but he's not exactly dual threat. You know, you can kind of tee off a little bit. You're not worried too much about the escapability. Um, so I, I think that Iowa's defense is going to be able to cause enough resistance, and I just don't think Iowa's going to score many points. So, not, Danny, like you said, I'm not going to overthink it. We're going under 40. Um, I think this game reeks of 20 to 6. Just like, you know, a couple Iowa field goals, maybe sloppy game. I need to see more from Drew Aller, too, before I feel ready for an offensive explosion in this game. So I just think it's going to be – I think it's under all the way. What was the total in uh, Alaska? Like 36? 36 yeah. or 30, something. 37? Yeah. And this total is 40? Like it's only three points higher with, with one incompetent offense and one good offense as opposed to just two incompetent – that scares me a little bit. Um, in what way? Like, what do you, just just in general, you think the line is about, too about low? Penn State's about much better under. than Iowa State. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like if if I if Iowa screws around, I think Penn State can do something about it. Whereas Iowa State is pretty inept. Um, although may, maybe the total should have been much lower anyway for Iowa, Iowa State, right? Right. I mean, we're yeah. reaching that floor where like there's only yeah. so low that the number can go, and 36 <laughs> is about it for a college football game. I'm gonna lay it here. With Penn State? Yeah. Give me the, what, 14 and a half, I think, is the best we can get. I think that's the best, yeah. There's a bunch of that. It's moving to yeah, 15, I'll, too. So. I'll lay the 14 and a half. I, we, we can both win, for sure. I, I'm not really sure that Iowa scores. Like, Iowa's run game looks okay, but both their best backs are out. And they have not had any success, though, in the ball to receivers at all this year. And now they're, they're tied in, who they were forcing the ball to all the time, is out. Like, the punter can only be so good. I, I think eventually... Penn State breaks this one open. Also, doesn't James Franklin not like these guys because of all the accusations about their guys getting hurt uh, with the injuries? Like, isn't there some bad blood between these two schools for for the whole faking injuries or not faking injuries thing? Maybe. I don't remember. I just think they've played some bangers. Like, they just have played some weird, wild, sideways kind of games over the last – in the James Franklin era, at least. The chat seems to recall. All right. I I had to include this in the six pack because it was the game that the voters chose. I took the under in it, but it's just because it was one of the my favorite of the four options. But I will say, the last two games these teams have played, Iowa won twenty three to twenty, and the last time Iowa was in State College, it won forty one to twenty one. So, Whew. yeah, talk about these shocking games, outcomes. These games get weird between these two, like and in weird in a way that is not going to play out the way that you think. Like the cuz that's the thing is a pick six, a fumble, a scoop and score, you know, a special yeah. teams touchdown. That is definitely um something that we'd be battling against with our under. 
It is also an elite uniform matchup for viewing purposes. I mean, yeah, if you like steak and potatoes, like plain. Because <laughs> oh, listen, sushi boy. <laughs> <laughs> Dang right. No, I love sushi no too. Boo. It's just it's hard to find good sushi in the in city. Iowa? Oh no, I was gonna say. Now, there are some good sushi joints in Chicago, but you don't really get you know the same as you get when you live along the ocean. Hey, hey, does AJ McCarron still have that sushi restaurant in Asian? <laughs> Wait, he really had a restaurant? A sushi yeah, restaurant? in Tuscaloosa. On. It was called no. Asian. A-J-I-A-N. They they do catfish raw? <laughs> I, said, I, I said he probably goes to the Harris Teeter, buys sushi from the counter, and takes it back and sells it to Alabama students. Hot dog and catfish. Yo, we got this freshly caught sushi in Alabama. <laughs> There's a coastline in Alabama. There, that is true. Is, that is true. true. Not big, but it's, it's Some of the best sushi I ever had was in Denver, no lie. Sushi Den was really good. Salmon? I'll bet you could get some good salmon. But I also got food poisoning at a different sushi place in Denver before I had to start against the Baltimore Ravens <laughs> and a Ray Lewis pick six later. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Man, we all right. Bookmark that. <laughs> I need to hear more about Danny's flu game. <laughs> Not quite the same as it worked out for MJ. <laughs> Uh, coming up on the other side, we're opening up the board. Everything is fair game for Saturday. Our best bets for week four. Next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Quick look at what we've already got on the board. Bud is on the Ohio State Notre Dame under 55 and a half. Wisconsin Purdue over 53. NC State minus nine and a half. Florida State team total over 27 and a half. Ole Miss at Alabama under 55 and a half. And Penn State minus 14 and a half. I've got Iowa Penn State under 40. Uh, Ole Miss Alabama first half over 27 and a half. Notre Dame plus three. Danny's got. Iowa Penn State under 40, the Oregon team total over 45 and a half, Ohio State Notre Dame under 55 and a half, Wisconsin Purdue under 54 and a half, Florida State Clemson under 55, Florida State minus two, and Oregon minus 20 and a half. Tom's got Oregon team total over 45 and a half, and the Ohio State Notre Dame over 55 and a half. We got ourselves a bar fight with the total in Ohio State Notre Dame. We got ourselves a lock fight in Wisconsin Purdue and lock agreements on the under 40 in Iowa Penn State and the team total over 45 and a half for Oregon. Tom, let's, let's fill it out. I'm done. I've, I've made all my picks. <laughs> um, I will go, let's see, who just said this in the comment section? 
Rob White, we need a hammer pick that you put two units on so we know your favorite. This is my hammer pick, Rob. USC minus 34 and a half. Oh, that is disgusting. Arizona State <laughs> playing like, I don't know. I could maybe get on that team right now, see if I could fill out a spot for them on their offensive line. They're battling a whole bunch of injuries. I think they're down to their 15th string quarterback. Uh, USC had last week off. They are blowing teams out every single week. Caleb Williams is barely playing in the second half. I expect that will be the case again this weekend, but the problem Arizona State faces right now is its depth chart is so bad, beaten up. USC's reserves are probably better than what they're throwing out there to start the game with, too. I don't think it ends in the second half. Give me the Trojans, minus 34 and a half. Tom looks at the line. He goes, mm-mm. We need to fade too the Jules here. Yeah, he's too little. <laughs> We're going to bet the Globetrotters minus 50. Uh, thank you very much. Goodness gracious. Violent. Um, uh, all right. Let's go to Marshall minus five against Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech is falling apart a little bit. Their good wide receivers from the transfer portal have been banged up. They hope they're going to get Jalen Lane back. I'm not positive. You also have to worry about who's going to throw them the ball. Grant Wells or Kyron Drones. We're bouncing back and forth between quarterbacks. I don't think it matters. The Herd have had an extra week to prepare for this border rival as they come over from Southwest Virginia, cross the border to take them on. I think Charles Huff's group is ready. They're going to run the football. They're going to run it well because the lunch pail defense is a paper bag sack. Uh, I go Marshall and I lay the five. I think they win this by a touchdown or more. You're down bad when you're Virginia Tech and you're a five-point dog to Marshall. I really thought about this, like taking Vatek, but like with both safeties kind of out. I, I can't do it. So I, I think you, yeah, I may have like fully flipped. Uh, all right. Where we, who is any, who wants it? I want it because this just got bad. And I, I, I want to take the other side on this. I, I don't think BYU should be 10 at Kansas and this is just running up. So maybe I'll look like a dummy because somebody's out for BYU, but uh, go ahead and give me that, that 10. Cause I, I think this will get bad back and won't close. If you're watching this live, there you go. That moved it. <laughs> You're on BYU, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. vibes play. Oh, like, was ready to leave this on the cutting room floor because I have no good explanation because BYU won a game in which it was outgained, in which it, like, did not have as many yards. It did not have as many first downs. Everything about breaking it down on a play-by-play -play basis says that Arkansas outplayed BYU in that game, but they still came back from a double-digit deficit twice. Keen Slovis wasn't very good, but, man, they just sort of pieced that thing together. Uh, can they reload the musket again? I think that might just be what BYU is. Like Tom introduced Texas Tech as the pain in the ass team. I think BYU might be the pain in the ass team in the Big 12. I don't think Kansas is reliable enough to be having a 10-point spread. So, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm going to take BYU. I think that they can keep this around a touchdown or so. Texas Tech is still a pain in the ass for me, though, personally. As a, on a personal level, but now they have at least leveled up to, you know, respected as a as a power, not just a pain in the ass team. I think BYU is your like fighting for bowl eligibility, but you go through the games and every single one of them, it's going to be they're going to be a tough out, salty defensively for sure. Anybody got anything on the battle for the iron skillet? Yep. 
I do too. I'm on under 63 and a half. TCU's uh, defense is, look, I, I know that we're talking about an FCS opponent in Houston, but I think Joe Gillespie's defense is like, settled down a little bit. They got, they got embarrassed. They got torched. And I, I think that they have done a good job of being able to, you know, settle back into place. And that's where we get our opportunity to go under this total in terms of the value, because I don't think SMU's offense is going to be as prolific and productive as Rhett Lashley would like. I think it's a field goal game. Give me SMU and this one. I think SMU may be better than we think they are. TCU, I know there's a lot of like, oh, like, hey, they had a big convincing win against Houston. You mentioned how bad Houston is there. They gave them two interceptions. I don't think that's the case for Preston Stone. Dallas's own of nine uh, nine touchdowns, two interceptions. I think this is going to be a great game. Comes down to the wire. Uh, give me SMU in the six and a half. I can rock with that. It's definitely, I mean, on a... Days like this are the epitome of the you need all of the screens possible because yeah. Yeah. even the fourth or fifth best game in a window is super interesting, like all across the board on Saturday. I'm very, very excited for it. I'm glad I don't have to do my court-ordered community service on this Saturday that I got that taken care of last Saturday. <laughs> Car's um, got to get washed. All right, so... Uh, Let's see, Tom. I mean, Tom, we just got three on the board. You you promised ten. Come on, Thomas, ten. You know what? You know what? You can't spell Washington without wagon. Wagon. <laughs> That's right. It's literally in the word. <laughs> Washington minus twenty and a half. Just it's this. If it's under three touchdowns right now with this Huskies team, I am taking it. It had been at twenty one for most of the week, but it's been down to twenty twenty and a half against Cal. Listen. No disrespect, Golden Bears. I know you're an ACC powerhouse, but the ACC doesn't have Michael Penix. It doesn't have these three receivers. They are going to blow you out. Give me the Huskies. I can dig it. I don't uh, hate it. Yeah, not at all. Buffalo stinks. <laughs> yeah. Buffalo stinks. <laughs> um, we're going to jump on the Cajuns. We're going to go Louisiana. Uh, playing at home at night. They've got Buffalo's got a bottom five, as in like of all 133 FBS teams in terms of run defense. Um, and Louisiana is going to, has been like catching its rhythm a little bit, running the football. Uh, they ran all over UAB last week. I think that is a bad, bad spot uh, for the Bulls. So yeah, we go Louisiana minus eight and a half or nine. I guess nine we're I can get you. Right okay. Uh, let's, just, let's, let's just hope Buffalo's Zion Carter has a huge game at tight end. That's our colleague, Kevin, Kevin Carter. Son. Son. Oh, okay. Yeah, we, we we try to get in highlights every week. It's getting harder, you know, because like, like it's just more challenging to get in when they're losing. Like, I mean, they have no receivers and they're always losing. So he, like they, they should yeah. be throwing the ball some a little catches. bit. Like somebody's yeah. got to catch a pass. Yeah. All right. Um. Who's who's up? How many we got left? I'm I'm getting close to the end. I've got six left. <laughs> Fire them away. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Uh, we talked about it a little bit. I, I I texted you guys the stat in that Michigan so far to back up what Bud was saying. I think last week or the week before, where it looks like Michigan has the handshake agreement with the opponent of, hey, we're just going to run some plays. We'll all go home and nobody gets hurt. 
Michigan is averaging 112 snaps per game. That is three fewer than anybody else. Air Force is the next lowest at 115. Jim Harbaugh is back this week. Maybe that changes things, but Michigan Rutgers, I don't expect Michigan to really have to get out of neutral. Although Rutgers, I mean, frisky. They're looking frisky to start the season. They're better than I anticipated. But even if... Michigan doesn't keep going at half speed. I do think Rutgers can give them some problems defensively, and I don't really think Rutgers is going to score that many points. So based on the way Michigan's approaching this year and based on my belief in Rutgers' offense in this matchup, under 44. I can rock with that. I'm, you know, I'm just so glad that I'm so glad they brought Jim Harbaugh back. You know, I I thought we had lost him. You know, they lined up there and they did their tribute. You know, they had the airbrush T-shirts. Remember him one and always, you know, mm-hmm. Coach Harbaugh. Power of prayer, folks. Um, <laughs> I mean, especially McCarthy keeps throwing these ridiculous picks like he did last game. He, that was that was my favorite stat from last week. Is McCarthy threw three interceptions during the regular season all last year, and then he threw three interceptions last week against Bowling Green. I think are, one his receiver was actually like his other receiver was in front of the DB, so they couldn't see him. Like he was literally shielded, and then the guy came out of nowhere, but. I, I think it's another symptom of they're just kind of in cruise control. <laughs> like it was like, yeah, let's take some shots. We'll see what happens. The only thing that, that uh the only thing that, that I really am scared about this, because I've thought about betting under here too, is that so far Rutgers has not even attempted to pass on mm-hmm. one. Like, like they basically just give up and punt on long down and distance because they've either had the lead or have been in like competitive games. Like they they don't try. Like like they, they literally will run quarterback draw. Like more than half the time in on long third and long, just, yeah, they they're oh, like, yeah, man. you know what? Like we know we really can't throw the ball or pass protect, and our receivers are you know more like MAC level players, but we don't know how they will behave if they're in a game where they're getting blown out. Like so far, it's been very like like neutral game state or favorable game state. If they do decide to throw, Michigan could easily score forty five on their own because like Rutgers pass game looks terrible. Still, I just don't know. Again, that is uh, another one of the undefeated against undefeated matchups. Three and O Rutgers. To my point. Three and Michigan. <laughs> this is uncharted territory for the Scarlet Knights. <laughs> um, but do do you, I don't want to infringe on your copyright. Do you have some sicko uh, stuff loaded up? I do have a sicko play loaded up. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Yeah. It's time for sicko mode. Let's go. I'm a little bit lower on some of the teams in the bottom of the Sun Belt. If things go wrong, they could be like UMass That's kind of like sicko mode of a sicko mode. I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but JT Daniels, it only took like four schools and, and six years. He's finally playing well. Rice is protecting for him pretty well. Their lack of receiver so far has not been a problem. Rice's defense has been a little bit saltier than I think people thought. I'm going to take those Rice Owls to go into Tampa and do what Alabama could not, and that's cover a spread against USF. Let me lay those two and a half points. Come on, JT, get it done for me. I'll get you two. Two? Oh, even better. Give me two. That is as sicko as it's ever been right there. (laughs) Rice is a road favorite, ladies and gentlemen. Road favorite Rice, yeah. Make a T-shirt. Yeah, the Beatrice. Y'all see that? There's a big mm-hmm. billboard that says beat rice. 
as like a hashtag, but it just looks like Beatrice. Beatrice. That's awesome. <laughs> I will say my college football brain, when I first saw that, I read Beat Rice first. I didn't even see Beatrice. My Somebody had pointed it out under the context of Beatrice. So, um, yeah, in that game, how about, how about this? You, you can catch that one on American television. Yeah, there we go. There's Beatrice. <laughs> Beatrice? <laughs> Oh, uh, that, yeah, that one's going to be on ESPNU. They're putting that one on the uh, the real a real television that's going to be on in a sports bar somewhere. It's not even a streaming situation. Price in South Florida. Man, what, a, what a world. There'll be that's like a, that's at a the classic, end of the bar. Like, you, you, if you sneak off to watch that, you, you're getting an ass chewing for like like during like if you're supposed to be at like a children's birthday party and you're like, hold on, I got to watch this Rice USF on the phone. You're you're gonna hear about it. Um. Okay, so the reason why I asked, and like frankly, I don't think it's really that sick. It's actually probably a little bit more basic in terms of the approach here. But Western Kentucky, I mean, sore, right? I mean, you just you got a whooping from uh, from Ohio State, but Troy just got like that. James Madison defense is nasty. They hit hard. And they cause punishment and pain. So, sore muscles, body blow, first half under in Troy, Western Kentucky. <laughs> the balls on chip to bet an under in a Western Kentucky game under any circumstance. Like, <laughs> I just, I, sitting a I little bit thinking, higher in his chair today, guys. I, I was just thinking, you know, that was. Really, really rough weeks for both of them. And now they're going to step up out there in Veterans Memorial Stadium. Might take a little while to get everything working. So <laughs> let's go. First half under. Western Bud, Detroit. Bud takes Rice as a road favorite for his sicko mode play of the week. And then Chip gets even more disgusting three seconds later by taking a first half under, under. in Troy, Western Kentucky. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Mode. <laughs> uh, All right, I got one. Uh, Auburn playing in College Station. Texas A&M laying seven and a half. Boy, Auburn's feel pretty good, right? About the Auburn Tiger era. Is is Tyler Van Dyke playing quarterback for Auburn? I don't think he is. I think Peyton Thorne's out there running for a hundred plus yards. Not against this Aggie defense. And by the way, Connor Wegman is playing the 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 Bobby Petrino experiment. I think is working so far. I think it's getting better. Give me Texas A and M. Lay the seven and a half. I think I think Auburn's a year away. The two quarterback system. I'm not a believer in. I don't think Peyton Thorne's going to go on the road and be able to keep this within the touchdown. So I'll lay the seven and a half. Like it. Um, all right. I'm I'm good. I think yeah. I'm all tapped out here. I have five left. Okay. Um, start with a team doesn't deserve to be favored situation. Give me New Mexico plus three and a half at UMass. Like UMass looked good in week zero against New Mexico State. It looked pretty okay the next week until Tyson Fomachan. Is it that? It's Fomachan, right? Yeah, Fomachan. You got it. Yeah, Tyson Fomachan got hurt. He's been out the last few weeks. I don't think he's playing again this week. And their offense without him it just not been great so for them to be favored at home i don't think new mexico is anything spectacular it's just this is more of a fading umass play right now uh 
move on here. Illinois minus 15. They need this game. They they need to feel better about themselves. They struggled with Toledo to open the year, dual threat QB. They got you know blown out in the first half by Kansas, battled their way back, but too much. Turned the ball over a billion times last week against Penn State, though they still kept themselves in the game for the first three quarters despite it. Now they're getting FAU coming to town. Casey Thompson's out for the year. Daniel Richardson's at QB. He's a, he's a little fire hydrant back there. He's not the most mobile guy. I think that when Illinois gets a the guy they can keep in the pocket and play the way that they want to play defensively, you tend to see things snowball. I also think that they will take better care of the football this week because I'm pretty sure Luke Altmeyer has been pounded over the head all week long about taking care of the football. I think this is a blowout Illinois desperately needs for its psyche before the Big Ten season really starts. So give me the line. I'm minus 15. This feels like a get-to-your-corner game a little bit, like for, for FAU. And it also does for UTSA this week, right? It's like, all right, non-con season has not gone how we want. Bad injuries to the quarterbacks. Other other important guys are either have been out or are out. I think they both have a bye coming up before they get to conference season. Kind of a get to your corner game. Just that, that, can 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 you just get through this without having more, you know worse injuries? Meanwhile, it's kind of a get right game for Illinois. Mm-hmm. I I was wrong. There's one more. There's I've I've got another one. Yeah, it's gonna be windy in Laramie at kickoff time in War Memorial Stadium. Twenty three mile an hour crosswinds for App State and Wyoming. And you can see it on the mothership CBS Sports Network. Come on now. You know, I've got to be able to get in on an under if we got wind blowing and we're on the mothership. Come on. We go. It's a low total. It's like 42, 42 and a half. Yeah. Uh, Carter Blackburn, Randy Cross, Emily Proud on the call. Uh, let's let's go. Let's, this is, this is what we wait for. Oh, yes. Oh. <laughs> Chip's reading my wonders board. <laughs> you know, Chip, there's another wonder out there. Let's hear it. Ball is a golden hurricane and a husky. Tulsa, mm-hmm. Northern Illinois, under 54 and a half. It is, it's going to be windy in the cow. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's not, that is principle. All right. That's not sick. I was born in the wonders. Uh, okay. Any, you know, we, we about ready to take it to the review and then money line sprinkles, or is there another? I have one more left. Okay. Kansas State minus four. Coming off the loss last week to Mizzou, Kansas State did not play poorly in the game. They just got beat. They're playing a UCF team that still doesn't have John Reese Plumley. I just think that defense is going to be able to keep that UCF offense in check. I think the Wildcats are still the one of the best teams in the Big 12, and I think we will see that on Saturday in Manhattan. So give me the Wildcats minus four. Tom, did you know Will Howard, little banged up? I don't care. And that one? Yeah, I, I think this is Battle of the Backups. Uh, I don't think it matters either. That's why I want to get on it with you. <laughs> like, can we get it at three and a half, or is it four everywhere? Uh, I don't see it okay. three I'll and take a half. four. We'll do it. By the way, Avery Johnson, the freshman that could play, more of a mobile quarterback, Colin Klein, mobile quarterback himself. He'll be very familiar with that game plan. When they had Adrian Martinez, Martinez mobile quarterback, they'll be ready for it. 
Dig it. <clears throat> All right. Before we get to money line sprinkles, let's review what we got on the board. That's a lot. It's, it's a lot. Here we go. Bud's got BYU plus 10, Ohio State, Notre Dame under 55 and a half, Wisconsin, Purdue over 53, NC State minus nine and a half, Florida State team total over 27 and a half, Ole Miss, Alabama under 55 and a half, Penn State minus 14 and a half, and Rice minus two, Beatrice. Uh, Chip is on App State, Wyoming under 43 and a half, BYU plus 10, Iowa, Penn State under 40, Ole Miss, Alabama, first half over 27 and a half. Notre Dame plus three. Marshall minus five. SMU, TCU under 63 and a half. Louisiana minus nine. Western Kentucky, Troy, first half under 28 and a half. Danny's got Kansas State minus four. Iowa, Penn State under 40. Oregon team total over 45 and a half. Ohio State, Notre Dame under 55 and a half. Wisconsin, Purdue under 54 and a half. Florida State, Clemson under 55. Florida State minus two, little two for one special. Oregon minus 20 and a half. SMU plus six and a half. Texas A&M minus seven and a half. And Tom is on. Kansas State minus four. App State, Wyoming under 43 and a half. Oregon team total over 45 and a half. Ohio State, Notre Dame over 55 and a half. USC minus 34 and a half. Washington minus 20 and a half. Rutgers, Michigan under 44. New Mexico plus three and a half illinois minus 15 tulsa northern illinois under 54 and a half lock agreements on byu plus 10 app state wyoming under uh, iowa penn state under kansas state minus four and the oregon team total over 45 and a half got ourselves a good old-fashioned bar fight snap the pool cues on the ohio state notre dame game as well as the total in wisconsin purdue uh the chat says that wmgm does have uh FK State at minus three and a half. So, ooh, nice way to go, chat. There you go, chat. Thanks for coming through. Now, time to open the big old cash register and take a look at money line sprinkles. Let's see, BYU. It's a winner for uh, for Mr. Elliot last week. Uh, I cashed on JMU, and Danny is back in his bag. Florida cash UNLV against Vanderbilt. Yeah, bad about that one gross. too. And uh, and South Alabama uh, also cashing as well. Tom got in on the winning with New Mexico State. He was also in on JMU and Ohio. Was that last week too? Wagon? Uh, no, that was the week before. It was the week before. So uh, right now, Moneyline Sprinkles, very profitable. Danny uh, up there at five and five plus 3.35 units. Uh, why don't you get us started? What's the sprinkle look like for this week? Uh, Purdue home, Ryan Walters, one and two desperate situation. I think they get the first win. Give me the Boilermakers plus 190. I think it's the best I can get. Um, mm-hmm. take me home <laughs> to the place I belong. <laughs> Give me the Mountaineers getting it done against Texas Tech. Neil Brown signature win. First time in 16 years. They won the backyard brawl, um, and I'll take Wazoo. Give me Wazoo out in the Palouse mm-hmm. as a dog. They've been tested more than Oregon State, so give them sure. to me. Give me Cam Ward and company to get the win at home for Jake Dickert. Um, so what I love is that as you know, the Colorado State or the Colorado Colorado State field storming. You know, Danny against the the Sanders family as we were hashing all that out on uh, on Monday. The, there was a question in the chat. It's like, okay, so 
is it going to be weird if we storm the field at Purdue after beating Wisconsin? Like first time beating Wisconsin in however many years. And I say, Purdue, you storm that field. All right. You, you go ahead and you do that. You get Danny that lock fight win and you storm that field. All right, Tom. Should Oregon storm the field if they beat Colorado? Clearly. <laughs> I mean, that's what you do is a 20 point favor, right? Right. Uh, I mentioned earlier in the show that I have a money line sprinkle for Friday night, and that money line sprinkle is San Jose State plus 195 against Air Force. I just, just have a feeling. Uh, another sprinkle that I have. You guys took them plus 10. I don't even want those damn points. Give me BYU plus 290. I think Dante Moore is going to go into Rice-Eccles and end the home winning streak. Give me UCLA plus 190. Iron Skillet, I have a play. SMU plus 220. And finally, Western Kentucky chip with your disgusting first half under. I'm just going to take the Hilltoppers to win outright. Western Kentucky plus 150. Whew. All right. Well, first of all, I I do want Tom to take plus 200 at UCLA because I'm thank you. I'm on that thing too. <laughs> SMU plus 205. Oh wow! I got 220. All right, I'll take 220. I I, I can certainly. By the way, uh. Probably not relevant for this week because they play in FCS, but Michael Pratt is uh, is expected to start this week. So right. just keep it back in your mind for next week. Uh, yeah, at SMU plus 220, I don't know if I can fully trust TCU uh, at this point. And this one is kind of sick, but I just – I think we found bottom. Michigan State plus 250 at home against Maryland. Hold on. Because I actually do you see what I have. No, 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 no way. I, I had it written down and then I crossed it off. I was oh, like, I can't go no for But I'll I'll stay away. But I do kind of like it. I think I'm with you. Maryland keeps flirting with disaster. One of these times is going to come back and bite them. Noah Kim Hive stand up. <laughs> because Noah Kim Hive got bashed pretty good last week, though. <laughs> stand stand up if you can. Because I'm on it too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also let's, let's go ahead and throw Notre Dame on there for good measure if I'm going to come out and just say that you know they're going to be they're going to have a good chance to win this game uh, let's also get out there with a sprinkle and then do you believe oh wow no I'm, way okay there is not a wouldn't it be hilarious that is more Earth shattering. Nothing would wreck the reality of college football and take us into a new era. The space time continuum would be ripped. I'll take Colorado. It's a money line sprinkle. <laughs> wow. I mean, is there is there a seven out there? There is. There's a seven sixty at Pinnacle. Okay. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Listen, Chip gets that one right. He could just, you know. <laughs> <laughs> park it. Sit, sit on his sprinkles for a while. Wow. Go what yeah, a week. Unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, it would it would be amazing. It would be really truly amazing. Shout right. out to Zach with the callback to Barton taking K State plus eleven hundred versus Oklahoma in the twenty nineteen season. That's right. That's they were the top. They were twenty eight mm-hmm. point uh twenty eight point dogs. Yeah. 
All right, so uh, UCLA, SMU, and Michigan State for Bud. Michigan State, Notre Dame, and Colorado for me. Purdue, West Virginia, and Washington State for Danny. And then San Jose State, BYU, UCLA, SMU, and Western Kentucky for Tom. Those are your money line sprinkles. Can I say one thing? Yeah, of course. Chat was giving me a lot of crap at the beginning of the show for not making picks. Wait to the end of the show and guess who's made more picks today than anybody else here. Just, you know, call me coward. Yeah. Um, You're impatient is what you are. No are we going well, to Are we gonna get flagged as adults only because Bud's in there getting after people? <laughs> so no one all week has mentioned Texas at Baylor. My boy Dusty's on the call. I think Baylor's best running backs out. Shapin's still really out, but this is a this is an absolute wonder type game. I mean, the wind is eighteen. I mean, the critics say hammer Texas and don't look back, but right. like no chance. I'm doing that. Yeah, yeah, I'm staying away. Okay, Oklahoma State, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, principal. Iowa State doesn't deserve to be favored against anybody. That will not be on one of the screens. (laughs) Uh, No. Uh -uh. (laughs) Um, Let's see. And then what were there was a another game where it's just UCLA Utah. No picks on that. Money line spring. Money line. Oh, that's right. Money line. Um, LSU Arkansas has some. Wouldn't it be hilarious if Arkansas got up off the mat? Yes, I had possibly laying them with LSU though. Yeah. The whole the whole thing with Stanford Steve last week because I think we in here have said Garrett Nussmeyer might get the nod you know may get some playing time. Stanford Steve went out there and was like he's going to play today. Maybe it worked. Maybe they, whatever they did, the spark they lit under Jaden Daniels because he came out they looked awesome. Um, and wild. then UNC at Pitt. Oh, this doesn't this feel like the kind of game written all over it? Yeah, this just feels like Pitt coming like out of the grave and just just wrecking the ACC. Yep. Yeah. And I don't I don't like to make that a lock, you know. That's a negatively charged no. breakdown. <laughs> but it's the rest of your locks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to all the rest. All right. Um I think that's uh that's that's Oh, and Oklahoma Cincinnati. Trappy? Oh, no. Yes. No. Oklahoma I think Oklahoma blows them out, but I'm not like I don't know if they have to blow them out, but I don't really know that Emory Jones can throw well enough to to make it like to actually finish the job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think Pitt starts Dracovic again? Yes. Out of out of stubbornness or out of lack of other options? Because I mean that was well, I'll tell you he's, maybe both. He's, he's a leader in the huddle. That That's was unplayable. Real, he's <laughs> when he's in the huddle, he just the guys listen to him, you know. <laughs> they do. They listen I, to I him. don't know based on watching the, the game <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. All right. We will be back Saturday night for our instant reaction to this amazing week. So come and hang out with us 11.30 p.m. Eastern time. And you can follow him on Twitter at Tom Fernell. You can follow him at BudElliott3. You can follow him at Danny Cannell. You can follow me at Jim underscore Patterson. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you. See y'all.
was a very bright shining light, Sarajevo, and they needed to kill that light. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. U2, they represent a personification of our resistance. The Hollywood Reporter hails Kiss the Future, moving and inspirational. Kiss the Future! Viva Kiss the Future. New documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.